Fastamai and welcome to tonight's Island Life with me, Lewis Foster. For the next half an hour, I'll be taking in some of the sights and sounds of the village of Laxey, meeting some of the people that make up the community. I just love it. The beach is um, absolutely beautiful. We always come every time we come over. We'll be finding out about plans to regenerate the promenade, how an iconic hotel is being transformed, looking back at the floods of 2019 and seeing what the future holds for this village of 1,600 residents. I'm here in Laxey, on the east coast of the Isle of Man, about eight miles north of Manx Radio, up there on Douglas Head. Situated in the constituency of Garth, the village was a hub for miners in the 19th century, looking for zinc and lead, and it boasts of the great Laxey Wheel and King Ori's grave. The name Laxey comes from the Old Norse Laxa, meaning salmon, which gives its name to the Laxey River, or Salmon River. The river flows down from Snaefell Mountain into the sea at Laxey Harbour. Now, I'm on the promenade and I'm here to meet with one of the people with, hopefully, their ear to the ground of the villagers here, Mel Christian of Garth Commissioners. I think it's quite important to remember Garth is quite a wide area, it actually covers all of Lon and, and Mackold. Um, so although we're here on Laxey Beach, which some people might consider to be the jewel in the crown of Garth. Um, there are other beautiful beaches in the area, Garwick, uh, Port Lueg, uh, Port of Wolland as well and Mackold. Uh, so, so even though the sun's not shining, yes, it is a beautiful place. There's lots of visitors, uh, people walking their dogs, people on the beach. It's always nice to see. We have to touch upon as well, obviously, the, the changing shape of Laxey over the last couple of years. October 2019, the flooding happened at that time. It's been a lot of development to, to improve those flood defences, hasn't there? Has that been a big project? Absolutely. If you go down the Glen Road now, you'll see the contractors are working on the flood defences on the river. Um, we've got the newly refurbished Shore Hotel due to open at the end of this year, which is looking fantastic. Um, they've built the new wall along there as well as part of the flood defence system. Um, we're hoping to get a new skate park in for next year. And again, that will be done uh, and planning's going in for that once the flood work has been completed. And any still sort of lingering effects from those floods at the time? Anyone on Glen Road still affected that you know of? Not that I know of. Um, I think the property market is getting rebuilt along there. Um, but obviously it is an issue for local residents and also in where we are now as well with the seawall. We're still waiting on proposals for that as well. Uh, so it is still a worry, I think, for, for residents in this area, the flooding. Um, but we're glad that the OI are putting the money and the, the work in to try and prevent that in the future. And if you do walk along it, you'll see that new that new wall, uh, wall particularly along, uh, like I say, that, that point in Glen Road where we saw the uh, the water coming through those years ago. Um, what's the feedback been like since that uh, project um, is where it is now? I think people are generally pleased that obviously the work has been done. I think people are still apprehensive about it's got to be completed by the beginning of October um, and there's still work to be done on Menorca Hill as well as part of all that front defence system. Um, but I guess the test will be obviously when we get the, the heavy weather and the rain in the autumn and winter time. And what's the population of Laxey like at the moment? We, I, I remember coming down to Glen Road about six months ago, knocking on some doors to get some opinions about the flood defence work and finding someone who just moved in. And you say that the property market is bouncing, uh, is bouncing back. I mean, we're seeing how house prices around the island go up. Many new residents around here that you've noticed. Uh, I think obviously like all the island really, um, you know, it's with people being able to work from home, I think it's becoming a more attractive option. Um, it's interesting you say about Laxey. I've just got family visiting at the moment and came down yesterday evening and were just amazed by how beautiful it was, how lovely it was. And sometimes when we're here all the time, you forget that, don't you? Because you see it all the time. But it really is a lovely place to live. 
Uh, I guess one of the issues perhaps in the whole Garth area is, is affordable housing for younger people. But certainly as far as I'm aware, the, the housing market's quite buoyant at the moment. Would you like to see more affordable housing provision around here, like saying, and get that younger population boosted? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the school is thriving, both Laxey School and Dune School, um, but the whole area really, because it is, you know, we've talked about the skate park, we've talked about the beach. Uh, you know, it's a lovely place to live. It's a lovely place for families to come to. And when we see, like I say, the, the, the warm weather last week, the beach is always packed. It's, it's difficult to park down here sometimes. Do you see the younger age groups, you know, like, like you say, those demographics you'd like to see moving here? Do a lot of them come and, and escape to Laxey for, for a day at the beach? I think so. I mean, I was down here a couple of days last week. I mean, as you say, parking is tricky. And again, that is something the, the board are looking at um, over the winter months. And in fact, the promenade as a whole is an area we are looking at sort of looking at over the next couple of years what we can do better down here. Um, but certainly I was quite surprised by the number of sea swimmers and the number of paddle boards and kayaks going out, inflatable ones as well. And like you say, young people enjoying the beach, which is lovely to see. And we can't talk about sea swimming and, and water sports without touching on the on the sewage issue that uh, we've, we've heard in the headlines the last, uh, last couple of years. Um, I mean, we're looking to the future, how, how important would it be to have that issue finally resolved and get the sort of a, like the close to blue flag status as other parts of the island are looking for? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, we all want the issue solving. We know the current issue of having sewage pump just the other side of that breakwater isn't obviously ideal for anyone. Uh, as I understand it at the moment, the MUA have gone to Tinwell to get the funding for the combined treatment works, which we're still waiting on the precise location for. Uh, I know the Best for Laxi group are still keen to look at a pump away option. Uh, I guess the next point will be the planning process and where we all go for, for, from there, really. But uh, absolutely, we all want it resolved as soon as possible. As Mel and I spoke about there, the scars of the flooding in 2019 along Glen Road can still be seen, but the village is bouncing back. The new defence is nearly complete. At the bottom of Old Laxey Hill, just before the bridge, is a pub which has stood since 1837. In the beer garden, you'll find a part glass, part stone wall bordering the Laxey River. The Shaw Hotel has been an inn for the entirety of its history and came under new ownership 18 months ago. That's why, looking across from Glen Road now, you'll also see a big extension. The makings of a new boutique hotel. Now I've been speaking to one of the new owners, Andrea Bartlett, about the project, the floods, and preserving the site's history. We bought the place on January the 4th, I think, and um, we went into lockdown the next day. So um, that was um, quite unfortunate. But um, we... We kind of just renovated the pub because obviously there was um, we, we didn't really have a vision as what we wanted to do when we bought it. But we just knew it was a fantastic building and a fantastic location. And um, so we were in a lucky position to give it some TLC. So we bought the building and then we thought we need a lot of work doing on it. And, and the locals, I don't think, would be happy if we closed the pub for a year. So we thought we'd just close the pub for a few months, get it renovated and open it as a, a public house. So that was our first um, project, I guess, chapter one. And then when we looked at the rest of the building, um, it kind of just made sense to uh, knock it down. Um, it used to hold a brewery, which was great, and it um, did Bosun Bitter, which um, is still done today, but Bushies do it now for us. So um, we worked with local architects, and what we came up with was the drawing of um, a six-bedroom boutique hotel and a fine dining restaurant with an external veranda 
and a external fire pit. Um, so we're trying to cater for individuals who want to make it a destination place. I mean, Laxey doesn't have a great footfall. Um, public transport is quite weak. So, you know, for people to come to Laxey, you know, it's a great location, the beaches, the people. Um, you know, now we'll have um, a hotel and a restaurant and a pub all in one place. Do you think this pub is seen as quite iconic, given its location as well? Absolutely. I mean, the building was built in 1837, so the year Queen Victoria came to the throne. And um, we've looked back in the history, and it's always been an inn. So it's always, you know, had, a, you know, there's been no change of use of this premise. So it'd be absolutely, you know, a crying shame to have actually changed anything now. What was that like going through all those uh, archives? It was amazing, really, really was amazing. And it's quite nice because um, the pictures that we're going to actually have in the hotel, they're actually done by a local artist and they're all just um, black and white uh, pencil drawings of old Laxey photos. So we've gone through the archives, got historical um, photos of Lower Laxey and the wheel, the woolen mill and obviously um, the shore, how it used to look like centuries ago. And uh, looking back to more recent times as well, we had the the floods here in Laxey a few years back, 2019, October time. Um, and obviously Glen Road really badly affected, just, just off the corner here. How was the, the hotel affected? Yeah, I believe it did flood. I mean, when we bought the hotel, it was on different levels. Um, the car park actually um, goes down and the brewery and that actually was flooded quite badly. So what we've done to mitigate that is um, raise the whole building to one level. So one, it mitigates the flood, but also allows disability access throughout all levels of the hotel, pub and restaurant. And obviously we've had the work on the flood defences along the river for the last uh, last couple of years. How have they been coming along? And um, I've, I've heard the feedback's quite good so far. They look fairly strong. I think the DI have done a great job. I mean, we've been working with them to build the wall um, to fit in, obviously, the aesthetics around, because obviously, you know, where, where we are, it's um, a conservation area. So we, we're all working together and the DOI have been great to work with, really, really flexible, understanding, you know, helped with our timeline and everything. So I absolutely, you know, can't thank them enough. Andrea Bartlett from the Shore Hotel there. Now, if you were to walk along Glen Road and up the river, on your right-hand side, you'll find Laxey Woolen Mills. Set up in 1881, the clothing store today still uses Manx Lockton wool where it can, and similar techniques to those used more than 100 years ago. John Wood is a weaver. Laxey Woolen Mills was set up in 1881, uh, to use the local wool to make woven products and to sell local products on site. So the locals and the visitors in 1881 could come and buy the fabrics and the rugs and we're doing exactly the same today after 140 years. Has much changed at all in that time? Uh, things go round in cycles and pretty much back to where we were in 1881. We're using local wools for an awful lot of our products. We champion the locked-in as much as we can, which they were doing in 1881. And we make our product to the same standard as we were in 1881. So not a lot has changed, really. You say where you can. Is it quite easy to source locked-in at the moment? or? It's not too bad. Uh, we've got about 4,000 sheep. Um, so we can get enough wool to keep me going at the moment. I hope that continues. Are you aware of the pressures through here from, from those side of things, from the producers? Oh, yeah. We're always uh, worried about are we going to get enough wool uh, and the right quality wool. And we hope that everybody keeps farming, you know. And as I say, we champion the lockdown sheep in particular because that has a unique quality and it's Manx. Mm. 
we talk often about when we talk about buying local it's often focused on the food side of things and in terms of clothing do you think that's maybe more emphasis is needed on that and people should look around and think if i need a new scarf come here well we all have to look at everything we do in life but clothing has been not forgotten but we really need to visit it where do our clothes come from it's very rare you could say that the a rug or a coat you buy in here made from manx lockdown two miles down the road you can actually see the sheep and fast fashion has become quite popular in in the last decade or so yes but there's a cycle turning back to slow fashion and sustainability and long term you buy a coat from us we expect it to last 50 years oh we're always developing new directions of design and um standards we we keep our standards as high as we possibly can and we're increasing that all the time uh, and we're trying to keep up with what the general public are trying to uh, um, stimulate in sustainability really um, so we're trying to meet that head on uh, but also with design as well that's great uh, anything else you'd like to mention at all well, I have to thank all the people that's working with me at the moment and it makes it all worthwhile because uh, we're dealing with companies in uh, design companies in London, in Scotland, in Ireland. And it really is an enthusiastic time for development of a natural fibre. Is there much interest across the water, like you say? Oh, huge, mm. huge. Uh, uh, not just in the UK, uh, Scandinavia, Germany, uh, all over the place. There is this growing emphasis about wanting to find a sustainable product. And the lockdown is a key feature of that. It's unique. Mm. It comes from the Isle of Man. When you look at Laxey over the last three, three years, obviously with those uh, with those floods along Glen Road and at the bottom of Shore, the Shore Hotel at the bottom there, doing uh, being completely renovated, does it feel like the face is changing at all? I, oh, Laxey has got a buzz about it. I mean, what's going on down at the beach is it's packed every weekend. You've got this development going on at the Shore Hotel. Uh, you've got great businesses around Laxey that are really buzzing. Oh, Laxey's great. John Wood of Lexi Woolen Mills there. If you were staying in Douglas and don't have a car, the bus is an option, or you could take the electric tram to Lexi, as I have from Derby Castle on the far end of Douglas Promenade. The half-hour journey gives you a sense of how visitors would have travelled in the late 1800s when the line was built. You'll know when to get off because the station has Lexi written across the roof in massive letters. And about 20 metres from that station is the Christ Church. Derek Osborne has been looking after the parish of Laxey and Lonnan for the past 20 years. Christ Church has had a change of clergy recently, with the vicar, Reverend Joe Dudley, retiring after 11 years. Mr Osborne told me many people don't know the place of worship, known as the Miners' Church, exists. The new curate is Alexander Di Chiaro, is the vicar of the benefice, the Eastern Mission Partnership, which is Onken, Lonnan and Laxey, because Joe, was, Joe Dudley has just retired. And uh, the way forward, I think, is that we're going to try and get other people involved with um, taking services. And uh, w what we're doing now is um, getting the visitor centre up and running so that people can go in, especially if it's raining, they can sit and watch the video. It tells them all about Lonnan and Laxey, all about the mines, and where they can go and see. 
How important is that, do you think? Um, we've been talking about it recently around Port Erin. People were saying there needs to be more information about the history of villages. Um, in Laxey, where do you see that? It's Ours is quite good. We, we have uh, professionally made videos done by proper actors. It's not a, a cheap and um, homemade job. It's a, a real a proper job done properly with the help of um, uh, Manx Heritage and everybody else who help us with, it, with these sort of things. But I think it should go much further forward. But of course, the church hiding amongst those trees, people don't know it's there. They don't know where they, they look. They say, well, where is the church? You say, on those trees over there. Yeah, yeah and it's only a few hundred yards away. And they, oh, is that where it right, is? Right. Yeah, we put a great big yellow sign up saying visitor's centre. But how many people read signs? You'd like to see it sort of better advertised. Um, I mean, it's not far from the tram stop as well. So It's right on the tram spot. Yeah. It's 50 yards from the, from the uh, tram station. But of course, you never see it amongst those trees. Mm. You just don't look there. What we're trying to do is get, um, we put pamphlets into the hotels in Laxey. And um, I think some of the coach drivers are now learning it's there. So if they get stuck and it's lashing down with rain, they've got somewhere that they can, they can go and sit for 10 minutes or 20 minutes and, and watch the video. And what is having the visitors uh, centred there? And I believe it's a, there's a trail as well. Is that right? So it started from there. How has that changed the comings and goings at the church? Yes. What what used to happen was the coach would pull up by um, the cafe at the bottom of Mines Road. They'd go up to the wheel, come back on the coach and just go again. That was it. Missing, no, missing half of Laxey. Well, missing all of Laxey. All they see is the wheel. They don't realise there's a harbour down there. They don't realise the woollen mills is there. Mm-hmm. But all this is, you know, there's like King Goddy's grave, which is up at Binocco Crossroads. Mm-hmm. They don't realise a Neolithic burial ground is there. And of course, they miss all that kind of thing. They see the wheel and they've gone. Mm-hmm. They think that is Laxey. Well, the whole trail covers everything that we try to get into Laxey. How long have you lived in Laxey for? I came over here in 1983 mm. to run the flour mill. Mm-hmm. And I've lived here ever since. Yeah. I mean, the flour mill itself has been the subject of, uh, of a few uh, news stories this year. When, when you look at that, how do you feel? Well... I, I, I've been left now 20 odd years I don't have much contact with the mill anymore but uh, I would like to see it kept it must be kept going because it's the only way that we can maintain any sort of self-sufficiency mm-hmm. I mean if we get rid of the mill we've got to rely on the boat mm-hmm. I mean it's all right at this time of the year but what happens in the dead of winter mm-hmm. when everything is reliant on the boat at least with the mill we had a self-sufficiency we could grow enough wheat we could mill enough wheat, we could bake enough bread to, to facilitate everybody. Now, if, if that goes, well, it's the boat and that's it. And when we heard about Ramsey Bakery's closure, that a big, uh, big customer to the mill, was it? Yes, I reckon. I'm, I'm, I'm 20 years out of the mill now. I've been retired 20 years, so I would reckon approximately 80%. Of, of the trade mm. from the mill was Laxey, was uh, Ramsey Bakery. When you walk across that bridge and you look at Laxey Glen Mills itself, you see it looks like an institution. It's been there a long, long time. We hope it keeps the way it is for as long as possible. I think it's quite possible, yes. Mm. Yes, uh, it was redesigned, rebuilt inside. All, all, all the mill inside is up to modern standards. Mm. I mean, there were 43 people when I first started in 83. And when I left, there were six. So, you know, everything's automated. It's not a ramshackle. If you go in there in a velvet, black velvet suit, you come out in a black velvet suit, you wouldn't come out covered in dust. It doesn't work like that anymore. 
no, it's, it's a proper food uh, yeah. production unit. And do you think other people appreciate the importance of it at the moment? No, I don't think people do. I don't think people realise that if you're reliant on the boat and the boat don't come, that's it. Now, as you can hear, it's a time of change for Laxey. Alongside the flood defences, a new boutique hotel, the focus of the commissioners is back down there on the shorefront. In the last 12 months, the end cafe, which sat derelict literally on the end of the prom, was finally demolished. Recently, the shed cafe, popular with sea swimmers, has transformed former changing room huts next door into a gelatory. There's a Laxey Beach cafe too, usually brimming with tourists, though the chairs they're sitting on in the adjacent public shelter may not be there for long, as the commissioners want them swapped with their own, something the cafe owners have petitioned against. But the commissioners have plans for the entire prom, something Mel Christian spoke to me about earlier. For the next couple of years, commissioners, we do want to look at parking because we are aware it, it can be tricky on busy, you know, hot summer's days. Um, the green area here we are looking at and also particularly the playground behind the public shelter space we're looking at refurbishing uh, in the next couple of years. The end cafe is obviously gone, but it's still privately owned, so it's, it's not a space we can automatically refurbish. Um, my sort of personal something I'd really like to get involved is to make it more accessible. Mm -hmm. I'm quite aware the dropped curbs on the prom are quite difficult, particularly for wheelchair users, uh, and to make it a little bit more accessible and a little bit more friendly um, for all visitors, really. Oh, I do like to be beside the seaside. We actually just find it very relaxing. I mean, Laxey is a nice place to come. Beach isn't wonderful, but it's okay. You know, it's not a bad place. What would improve the beach for you? Uh, well, I think you'd have to move all the stones, so <laughs> I think that would take rather a long time. The raft idea is good. Uh, certainly when my grandchildren come, they, you know, swim out to the raft, so, yeah. It is a popular spot, and there has been a bit of talk about the about changing the sewage around here to keep it away from the bay. Would you like to see that happening? Oh, most definitely, and in other parts of the island as yeah. well. So you're visiting at the moment. How are you finding it? Incredible, to be honest. I, I have a very stressful life and job. And uh, I'm now looking at all the houses I can't afford uh, and to see when I can come because it's uh, fabulous. What do you think about the future of the promenade here? I think the other cafe over there needs to still be able to have their seating and stuff. But yeah, it's a great place to come. Everyone should come to Laxey. That's a matter for a, for a petition. Did you sign that petition? Of course I did. Yeah. I go there virtually every Sunday. What do you think to the commissioners, what their plans are for over there? There's shower units on the side of the shelter there. Why would you have showers across the road so kids run across the street? And as for lockers, people have been in their cars. Commissioners have said maybe they need to look at uh, ex extending parking provision down here. Would you like to see that? Definitely, because I got blocked in the other day when I was down here. I was parked on a designated spot just down by where the pipe-making place used to be. And somebody decided they'd park in front of me. So just let me be beside the seaside. I'll be beside myself with Gaff Commissioner Mel Christian and the thoughts of some of the people down here on the beach today. Now I can't end the programme without talking about, of course, the Laxey Wheel. The Lady Isabella was built in 1854 to pump water from the Laxey mine shaft and ran that way for 70 years before becoming a tourist attraction. Known famously as the largest working water wheel, ironically it hasn't turned since September 2020. There had been hopes it would be back up and running by this year's TT, but it hasn't happened. But what has happened is extensive repair work to bring the almost 170-year-old landmark back to life. 
In scaffolding for a number of months, just last weekend we heard visitors were once again able to climb to the top. Now, there's much more I could say about Laxey, but I've got to go back and catch my tram. But looking up the hill here, I can see the Great Laxey Wheel looking proudly over the Glenmore Valley and wondering if it will be turning, turning, turning once again in the weeks ahead. And while the water flows, the Laxey Wheel still goes, and the Laxey River runs down to the sea.